When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. our fourth episode of It's All White, our Get West London Fulham podcast. My name's Robert Warlow. I'm here today joined by our digital club writer for Fulham, Ryan O'Donovan. Hi, Ryan. Hello, Rob. And also we have our digital club writer for Queen's Park Rangers, Phil Spencer. Hi, Phil. Hello, Rob. How are you doing? Not too bad. So it's been uh, an eventful uh, 24, 48 hours at Fulham, uh, Ryan, I think it's fair to say, with Craig Klein leaving uh, last night as uh, just just before the game uh, against Bristol City. So... Uh, how does it, what's your reaction to that news? Yeah, it's quite sudden news. You know, there's been no inklings of of him going. You know, there's always there's, there's of course been behind the scenes things between himself, Jakanovic. You know, rumored things, rumored bust ups, the like. But yeah, it's come quite out of the blue, really. You know, there's midway through, well, not midway through the season, but midway between the summer transfer window and the winter one. You would have thought at the moment the club behind the scenes would be getting targets ready for January for yet. So for him to to have been relieved of duties, as it's been put, is it's come quite out of blue, really, especially for the news to break half an hour before a first-team match. It is quite sudden. Obviously, his uh, official title was Assistant Director of Football Operations, I understand. He was brought in as a data analyst initially. So what what was his role, if, as you understood it, at Fulham? Yeah, so him and Tony Khan have always had a close relationship, I think. They, they work together on Tony Khan's business which is true media you know the whole stats and sports business so they've always had quite a close relationship and he was brought in on the data side of things to to look at players so this assistant director of football operations reporting to Tony Khan he was basically in charge of the whole the whole data of footballers that they were looking at to sign so there's this two boxes ticked thing that everyone knows as Fulham are associated with so any incoming players had to tick the box of clients data analysis basically and then it also had to tick the box of Brian Talbot's traditional scouting method so they were both on the same level reporting to Tony Khan who's obviously director of football at the club so if they're going to sign a player both boxes had to be ticked and then the player would be put forward as a recommended signing so yeah now he's gone obviously the club have announced that in the interim James Lovell is going to be the new data analyst who's going to fill that role but yeah, so it's, it's it's quite sudden, and it's it's it's. I mean, I think you could see maybe something was going to change based on the summer recruitment. People aren't too happy about how it's how it came about, how it's worked. They don't feel the club has strengthened necessarily. I think it's strengthened in depth. I just don't think it's been the players typically needed. So yeah, the whole thing's come out of quite out of the blue. Obviously, the, the, we know that the results haven't particularly been what Fulham you know, fans would have wanted, what the, what the players and management would have wanted recently. Do you think that it was perhaps inevitable something would change, whether it was you know someone leaving the club or whether 
yeah, you know, as you say, this has come out of the blue with, with it being Craig Klein, but do you think something had to change? Not necessarily had to change because, okay, Fulham aren't playing great football at the moment. They're not playing anywhere near they were playing last season. You know, it's not what Fulham fans, the players, management staff wanted. But it's it strikes me as something, you know, Fulham want to be well run. They want to be able to... The players are brought in by the director of football, by the people behind the scenes, in order for if a manager does leave, there's continuity in the club. And I think that's what their aim is, to have a, a well-run club with that continuity. But for, for the stats side of things, especially someone who's worked so closely with Tony Khan, for him to leave all of a sudden, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think it had to change. Last season, people, people will obviously say, oh, you know, it, the stats don't work. That's always the first thing they go to. But I think, you know, last season... Tony Khan, Craig Klein, the, the recruitment team, they brought in a number of players and they turned Fulham, with the help of Djukanovic coaching, of course, but they turned Fulham from relegation fodder into a side that's played the best football in the league last year and, you know, got into the playoffs. So when you say something needed to change, yes, something needs to change, but is Craig Klein leaving going to affect stuff on the pitch? Probably not. Is, he gonna, is it going to affect things behind the scenes? Probably, yeah. So, it it could be the way forward, and it could lead to a, a, a different January uh, window that we would have seen if Klein had still remained at the club. Well, you were there last night at Craven Cottage. What what was the sort of immediate reaction from you know people around the club, and and obviously you know from what you can gather from the fans so far? Well, I think because it's come as such a sudden shock, and given his close proximity to Tony Khan and the whole recruitment side of things. I think people, first of all, were quite shocked by the news, but, you know, there's a whole certain thing about Craig Klein behind the scenes, you know, rumours about bust-ups being led off site, all, all that type of stuff, you know, that fans fans look at a scapegoat, don't they? Fulham aren't doing particularly well this season, they want someone to blame, and for a lot of them, Craig Klein's that man for whatever reason, so I think it was met with shock firstly, and then using Klein as a scapegoat to put their bad performances on really so how do you think things will change short term at the moment with, with Klein gone and obviously like you say James Lovell coming in as a in sort of interim role in, in that sort of position I don't think there'll be too much change short term to be honest you know James Lovell's been at the club for six years he knows how it's run he's a dating analyst himself so he's still the data drive is still going to be there going forward you know they're still going to recruit players based on their data it's not going to be any different maybe the relationship between manager and the data side of recruitment might be a little bit better. That's not for me to say. That 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 might be how it changes, though. You know, there might be a closer relationship between the management and the data side of things. But short term, I can't see it changing too much. You know, they're still going to use stats to to pick their recruitment in January. They're still going to do the same they've done. James Lovell's a data man as well, so it's just replacing one numbers man with another. So it shouldn't have any impact on Stavisi Kanovic and, and the players directly, you don't think? No, I wouldn't I wouldn't say so. Definitely not the players. I don't see how Craig Klein and his recruitment side of things would have an effect on how the players are playing or the players' side of things. You know, they footballers always say, oh, we don't let behind-the-scenes stuff affect how we play on the pitch. And I think that's true in this case. I don't think this is going to have any effect on them. And I definitely don't think it had an effect on how they played last night. I think that's just their poor run of form shining through again. So yeah, maybe on Jukanovic he might there might be an effect on it because obviously there's 
there was always reports of them two not quite getting on. Mm. So it might have a, an effect on Djukanovic, but the playing side, I don't think so. As for the football itself, it wasn't a good night for Fulham, was it really, with the performance and the result? No, I think, you know, Halloween horror show springs to mind, you know, all the old Halloween cliches. It was it was abysmal, really, you know. Fulham got, they changed that 3-5-2 formation and they just got ripped to shreds in the first half. It, it, too many players weren't at the races. Tim Ream wasn't at the race. Stephanie Hansen wasn't at the races. It just, it, it, they were just so far off the boil that it was, it was pathetic. Pathetic showing, really, and then you know for Kamara to get sent off, whether or not it was a sending off, to give the referee a decision to make when you're two 0 down in the second half, it's inexperienced, stupidity, whatever you want to call it. But it it, it was a poor performance, and something needs to change from last night because that's the worst I've seen Fulham play for for quite a while now. We we did a podcast earlier this week, uh, the third episode of uh, It's All White, and on that you said. Obviously, the three games that Fulham had in the space of six days this week, you know, four points were sort of a minimum out of the, the nine. Well, to get to get that, they now need to go and win at Wolves. It's a tough ask. Yeah, you know, if you if you're looking, like I said yesterday, before today's fixtures, if you've got four points from the Bolton and Bristol games, you'd be happy. Now you've only got one point, having played bottom of the league and having played two home games. It, it it's not it's not it's not good enough. You know, Fulham should have beaten Bolton. If they're bottom side coming to Craven Cottage, they should be beating them. Bristol City are a different kettle of fish, but Fulham will still back themselves to at least get a draw last night. So yeah, now you're looking at one point from nine games having to go to Wolves on Friday. It's not pretty reading. We'll bring in Phil here because uh, Phil saw Wolves at the weekend, a, a great result for QPR. But what what do you you know expect from Wolves? Obviously, they'll be at home. You saw them at Loftus Road, didn't you? But what, what sort of side are they? Um, they're a side that are very just very comfortable going forward I think that the one thing that QPR did particularly well was they, they simply stopped them from playing um, they've got such a, um, a plethora of talent in midfield um, or everyone's willing to get on the ball and make things happen and they, they attack with such pace um, it's like it's quite frightening in the championship really so um, really I, th- I think what Fulham will need to do is just, just do similar to what QPR did and just uh, get into them in midfield gives them no time on the ball because if, if they do have that time on the ball they will dictate things and that's that's what they're capable of doing obviously they had a good result last night and they bounced back from that defeat at, at QPR at the weekend with a 2-0 win at Norwich so I mean, I guess Ryan you, you're expecting a difficult test for Fulham when they go to Molyneux it'll be difficult yeah but as Phil said you know, Wolves like to get on the ball and like to dictate play but Fulham do the exact same thing so I don't think Fulham are going to change their style of play to suit how Wolves play because Fulham are going to back themselves against anyone in this division. So it'll be an interesting spectacle really. You know, they both play similar ways. They both got attacking talents in that side. So we could be in for quite an open game, I think. You know, I think Fulham are going to concede based on last night's shine and the shine against Bolton. There's, there's still too many mistakes at the back. So I think Fulham are going to struggle to deal with Wolves attacking threats. But if, if, if Fulham can, can get a little bit ticking, you know, get, get something going in, in midfield and up front you know they, they could score and could cause a few problems for Wolves Phil are you surprised by Fulham's struggles at the moment I'm a little bit to be honest I think um, I think a lot of football fans after seeing Fulham last season you thought that they were going to go uh, like one step better and maybe this season they'd be up uh, challenging around the, the top of the table um, obviously there's there's a lot of games still to play uh, the league hasn't hasn't really taken shape yet because it'll probably do that around Christmas so there's still there's still time, but you certainly would have thought that Fulham would have been up in and around the top six based on based on the players that they've got, but also based on last year as well when they were really impressive. Yeah, I mean, I started the season, I was backing Fulham to, to go up automatically. And, 
you know, people are going to say, we come back to recruitment, people are going to say the recruitment wasn't good enough. I do feel they missed out on a on a centre-back that could challenge Reem and Callas for a position. I do feel they missed out on that experienced out-and-out striker. I know they brought in Rui Font, who is an experienced striker, but you know, he seems more comfortable in that number 10 role or, or playing off someone else. You know, We haven't seen the best of Rui Font yet. And I said yesterday that you don't become a bad player overnight. You know, Rui Font is still a good player. He was captain of the Europa League side in Portugal. It's a good. It was a good signing for Fulham, and it still will be. He just needs to come good for him. But like I said, people are going to blame recruitment and say, "Oh, well, the recruitment wasn't good enough for us to challenge at the top of the division." I don't necessarily agree with that. I think the recruitment was good enough. Fulham had a team last season that was capable of finishing top of the division if they played like they did all the way through. They just lacked in depth, and Tony Khan and the recruitment side have added that depth to the side. You know, they added eleven players in the summer, mm-hmm. and only got and only two left. If that isn't strength in depth, I don't know what is. It's just everything just hasn't clicked for him yet. You know, we've had a injured Tom Kearney. That's a big miss for Fulham. If last season they were lucky and that none of their star players got injured, this season you've had Tom Kearney out since August. He's going to be a massive hit for any side, especially when Fulham builds so much around him. You've had Floyd Aite out injured and he's come back. You know, he's he's been a bit off the boil since he's come back from injury, but... Again, it's an injury. You've got to come back from that. Kamara hasn't started firing yet because he's only 22 and he's come to a completely new league. And the experienced striker in the lineup hasn't started firing either because he's, he's, for whatever reason, getting used to it. So, yeah, people are going to use, like, we'll come back to Craig Klein, people are going to use him as a scapegoat for Fulham's poor run of form. But I, don't, I personally don't think recruitment has been bad. So, I do, think do, it's Do you think things. it's just the case that um, bringing in a number of new players from, from the continent as well, it sometimes just takes players a little while to settle in. And when you've got a number of players all in the same boat, all of them still settling into life in England and in London, maybe, maybe it just takes a few months to, uh, to kind of hit the ground running properly. Yeah, it takes, of course it takes foreign players a while to establish themselves in a new country. But if you look at that first team playing for Fulham, most of them are the same team from last season. So do they need that bedding in time again? I, I, I don't think they do. There's got to be other reasons as to why they're not playing well. Hangover from the playoffs, people can say that. But again, I don't think there is a hangover from the playoffs. Although you look at Reading and Sheffield Wednesday and both those sides aren't doing mm-hmm. as well as last season. But yeah, there could, be a, there could be a number of things. Teams have figured out how Fulham like to play football. Mm-hmm. You know, they press them high up the pitch now and Fulham haven't quite dealt with that yet. I do think there's still the problem on that left wing. We saw yesterday Rafa Suarez came on for his debut yesterday and we saw Ryan Sessegnon push further up and Rafa Suarez looked... I think he was the best thing about last night and that he looked tidy on the ball, he looked good in his tackle, he could put a good cross in. I think we're going to see more of him and if we see more of him and Ryan Sessegnon on that left together, that's perhaps that problem solved. We saw how effective Scott Malone and Ryan Sessegnon were last season. Perhaps that could be the same with Rafa Suarez. So... We we are still only we're only at the start of November. You know, there's a long way to go. Fulham are still within touching distance of the playoffs and haven't played well at all. It's got to come right at some point, surely. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this weekend they're playing on Friday and they have a, an international break, don't they? Do you think that perhaps is a, almost a good time for Fulham at the moment to have, have one? It be. I, I think you can look at it two ways. It will be a good time if, in the sense that Fulham can rest, recoup get their heads together, figure out what's gone wrong since the last international break and go again. But at the same time, if they lose on Friday and they get beaten quite comfortably, they're going into the international break on the back of a quite poor run of form. You know, they're going to be itching at 
to get to get that run off and to get into another game and get winning again. The fact they've got to wait so long to have another game, knowing that they've on such a poor run of form, they want to put things right as soon as they can, but they won't be able to. So you know that could then lead over into the international break and into the next games after that. So you could look at it two ways. I think personally, it'll be good for them to to regroup, get their heads together, have a little bit of a break, have family time, and come back and rested, rejuvenated for for what comes next. And do you expect there to be any movement, you know, in terms of replacing Craig Klein potentially, or, or you know, over the next few weeks, or do you think that will be a bit more of a, a long term thing? They've got James Lovell in position for now. Yeah, I think it'll be a more a long term thing. Obviously, James Lovell's been there for a number of years. He knows how the club works. He's had an input on. The, um, the recruitment side of things anyway. So I don't think there'll be in any particular rush to to replace Clay, Craig Klein at all. I mean, we've only got a couple a month until the next window opens. So I see James Lovell being in the interim for now for that transfer window and then we'll just see how it goes from there, I reckon, is how they'll play it. There's no real rushing. Lovell knows the club, he knows the manager, he knows the players, he knows Tony Khan. So, yeah, I think it's a... It's a it's, you know, it's a, it's a good appointment for for the time being, and we'll just see how it goes going forward. Well, hopefully for Fulham, uh, for fans as well, it will be an improved performance and improved result on the pitch on Friday night. You'll be there, won't you, Ryan at Monaghan? Yep, I'll be there, but it has to be an improved performance. You know, people aren't going to be happy if Fulham go out and don't and defend like they did the last two games, because it could be easily four or five against that Wolves side. Well, let's hope not for uh, Fulham's sake. Um, but Ryan, as I said, will be there on on Friday night, and uh, he'll be giving you all the uh, the news and reaction from Molyneux. So uh, get WestLondon.co.uk for all of that, and we'll be back next week uh, with our fifth episode of uh, It's All White. So join us then.